I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. super excited to have two of my very best friends in the whole wide world and on top of that also happen to be my business partners and on top of that the very reason that you and I met each other MGH mm-hmm. um and they these are boys responsible they're responsible and it was a very Sometimes. good <laughs> matchmakers oh actually that's good a match matchmakers let's talk about that down the track um but <laughs> welcome to l bradford and r hicks um hello, the, hello. nice to have you on the hello. show hey, i'm so pumped to be here to be honest i love watching you girls uh work the magic you know it's good to get a front row seat into how this podcast works it's oh, weird not being well, the driver though you know like, yeah, no, i'm like i'm sitting hey, back guys. i'm perfect this is grouse i don't know though because i have to think you know, I have to think about answers and shit. I'm not really good at thinking on my feet. So this could be really fucking shit. Is it scary? Is it scary that you've got no control right now? A little now? bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. I'm a bit worried, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, we're pumped, honestly. Let's dive in. I know you're keen, Tammy. You've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. Ah, keen bean. So one thing that we haven't mentioned yet, which you would already know, is that these two boys have a podcast themselves called Funny Business Podcast, which um, sometimes I pop on there as a guest and business partner and pretty much your best friend in the whole world to come and talk some really wise, wise words um, about all sorts of things. And now, Great podcast. Great podcast. <laughs> For those You've who been on there too. I have. You've been on there too, Michelle. Yes. You know? Yeah, I have. Yeah. If you, those of you who are listening, who if you have not yet made the connection or discovered uh, Funny Business Podcast, head over to Spotify or Apple or where else, boys? Anywhere that you can find ours. I think they're the other things. Nah, nah, we're not actually. I thought we were too. And then I keep getting emails saying, you need to be on Podsprout and shit. I'm like, I don't even know what fucking Podsprout is. Do people listen to pods on Podsprout? You know? What is I don't know. We're, on, we're on. happy to let those listeners go, I think. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. On Podsprout, you're, not, you're not in the right areas. We made that decision. <laughs> we're like, surely no one listens on this shit. You know, and they're like, oh, you need to fucking put it all on these channels. It's like, nah, Spotify and Apple, that's where normal people live. You know exactly yeah, it sounds- and it's two yeah. great options too you know like they're solid uh reputable <laughs> i don't know what pot yeah. sprout is what's going on there pot sprout oh, sounds man. like you're growing like microgreens or like armpit hairs or something to be you? honest i probably could have been i probably fucked up the name it's something sprout it could even be <laughs> fucking i'm just making it up you know i think it might it might oh, even liar. be called buzz sprout i think it's you're called liar. buzz sprout buzz i'm gonna sprout. google it now buzz sprout Oh my god. Buzzsprout. What is Buzzsprout? That's something, know. isn't it? I'm telling you, it's a thing. 
You're making it up. I'm Googling it right now. Okay. Pod Sprout, Buzzsprout. Okay. So Post it, yeah. It's a podcast. I got it right. It's a fucking you thing. Did. Start podcasting today. Yeah. You, there you but go. you said Pod Sprout. Is it? But it's Buzzsprout. It's Buzzsprout for podcasts. So I just, I, yeah, I fucked it up a little bit, but it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've derailed this whole thing. So oh, yeah. I'll let well, you take the driver's seat. <laughs> well, first of all, tell us a bit about yourselves, boys. Give us a bit of a bit of a spiel. Fuck, you go first, Lux. Silence, Stephanie. Oh, no. no, no, no. We always, we always look at each other and go, who's, who's going to tell it? And I always think Robbie tells the best stories. He's way more articulate. And I like just chiming in with some with some things that he might have missed. You know? So maybe you right. go, go through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you handballed it back. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that. Oh, where, as you mentioned, uh, Rob and Locke, we host the Funny Business Podcast. We're also your business partner, Tam. And uh, how we sort of kick this off for us. We started a podcast about April last year. Uh, started out of a bit of a LinkedIn project just to put something out there and see how it would go. Started, um, we committed to doing like two guest episodes a week and we didn't know if that was a lot or not. And we, anyway, we just started pumping all this content out. People started enjoying it and liking it and listening. <laughs> We're like, well, that's fucking weird. And then we publicly said, oh, we'll do 50 episodes by Christmas. And then next thing you know, we've done like a hundred and something. And now- we were just it's one thing led to another it snowballed and it sort of has been the trigger for us to be able to start we both quit our jobs at the end of last year we we started a business with tam and it's really yeah it's been crazy hasn't it like crazy it just feels like we're living in a pretty weird weird world now like like just what is it like three years ago i was pouring beers and making coffees and shit and now <laughs> we do this with all our good friends and we live in a, in the tech world which we're so thankful for especially in a time like this and I don't know. Yeah, it's been pretty fucking crazy. I mean, the fact that we're sitting here having a chat on a Monday, recording a podcast is crazy. You know, not normally I'd be pouring the coffees and and fucking the lattes up. You know, but uh, no, I'm just it's just a weird world we live in now, and oh, I'm so grateful that we're here and and this is what we do, and we meet people like you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a super um, exciting time for um, I think people um you know that are doing creative stuff like us mm. but also at the same time not to um you know take away from those small businesses and the freelancing strife that's happening in the world at the moment with you know the virus so you know we aren't just saying it's all you know butterflies for us you know it is a hard slog but we are very fortunate to be um people that you know with the four of us being able to create um pods and content from home um mm. michelle with your photography stuff you I mean you've got your online course um streaming as well i've been straight yeah streaming for the last 18 months which is just like completely changed my life that so you can actually reach people from all over the world is like something that i would never have even thought about pre-pandemic so yeah it's wild yeah. it's wild what is possible and i think like that's what creatives do really well is like we can see um, an opportunity, I hate the word pivot, but, you know, <laughs> see an opportunity where it's like, okay, we can't do what we usually do, um, so what can we do and how can we do it? And I think, um, yeah, creatives are really, really good at that. And it's it's kind of unfortunate because it's usually, we're usually the ones that get the least amount of financial support and, you know, there's lots of people that miss um, grants and stuff like that, but, um mostly people I think are generally pretty resourceful and, and picking up 
uh, you know, just picking up and being able to kind of work out different ways of earning income. I would say this like generally, obviously there's a lot of people really struggling at the moment. So, um, but I know a lot of people that have just really thought on their feet and have started really new cool stuff, which is just awesome. It's really cool. I think the support too, like the people rallying around each other. Like I think it's been since everything's gone down, I think there's a lot of people just sort of getting around each other, making sure everyone's all good, trying to help them out as best as they can, whether it's helping them with the collaboration on their work or just introducing Mm. them to someone else. I think, yeah. I think that's where you're really starting to see the good side of people, maybe, you know, like more than what it was. I think it was a bit of dog eat dog maybe back then, but now it's a bit different. Yeah, I want to be able to riff with you guys about being freelancers, creatives, um, podcasters, business owners, um, juggling relationships versus being single. Uh, grass is greener on the other side, all that sort of, sort of jazz. But <laughs> let's just go through each one Lock's of you. Face and, is cracking me up right now. Just so I'm just funny. I'm just waiting for this to just go off. I, I bet, like to be honest, me and Rob actually we spoke about it maybe a few week a few weeks ago before we even knew we were going to be talking about this sort of stuff. And it was like with everything that's going on at the moment, I feel very lucky, like in a sense that for the last five years been in a relationship because with doing all this it's easy to get sucked into all the cool shit and and get like i don't even know if we'd be like fucking here doing this thing now if we were fucking me and rob were still single and you know what i mean like we live we live together what we moved out 2015 and we were like we're gonna this is the best you know bachelor's paradise we've got the pad we're in nidri you're kidding how good is this and then six months in we realized we couldn't do the washing and didn't know how to do anything around the house and we were like fuck we need to get girlfriends Oh my gosh, so that's why you even got them. We couldn't live. Our business. We couldn't live. Our business could be a gigolo. A gigolo. We didn't know how to live, honestly. I needed help. I needed help. I I needed a woman's touch. Couldn't live. Not, not because you met Tars yeah, and she took no. your breath away and you fell in love. All that you know? good stuff too. So all romantic. that great stuff too. So romantic. Oh, when I, well, hey, she's the first girlfriend I've ever, ever had. So that was a big commitment for me. And I, I, oh, honestly, wow. it was all that sort of stuff. It was all that stuff. But it was like we quickly realised like, shit, like it's, it's, I think like it's, for me personally, I love having a girlfriend and living that sort of life. I don't know about you, Rob. I'm, I'm married with a kid on the way, so I hope I do because I've got no choice otherwise. <laughs> you want to add anything, Rob? Huh? Just sit there like a stunned mullet. Huh? Just let me fucking <laughs> I feel like maybe huh? he's too scared to say anything. I, think, I don't scared. know. I just, this is, I think that when you talk about a bit of the business owner thing, it's been the last 18 months, especially in COVID, has been, it's been crazy. Like we got sent home. Like if we go back to March last year, the place I was working with before we started the pod, before we kicked off our business, they sent us home because they, they, they were pretty much, they work alongside the government. So they knew before we we're about to get sent to lockdown. So we've, I've been home since March last year, mm. working pretty much 99.5% of the time remote. I've been to the city a couple of times in the middle parts where lockdown has been lifted, but I've sat in this room pretty much for 18 months and it's getting, it is challenging because we look like we've got a pretty small house. We're living in a beach shack in Torquay. It's nice. It's cold as fuck. We've got one little heater and stuff, but even just juggling like my wife's a prep teacher. So she's out there doing teaching it. She's remote teaching at the moment, doing things. And she's working from the kitchen table. We did a whole term of that last year. And even that, like 
I really, I love spending time with them. It's my favorite thing to do in, in terms of switching off and getting time to spend with my partner and my wife. It's, it's I like that on my weekends. I like to say, don't leave me to the fuck alone, Tam. Don't fucking talk to me like Saturday, Sundays, let me do my thing. But it's been hard because I walk out the room and you don't have that separation. You don't have that time, that downtime. Whereas I used to have it, whether it was like a train ride home or a car ride home. Whereas now I walk out the door and there's M, you know, in my face, mm. not because she's in my face, but she just, it's very hard not to be on top of each other. And that's been probably the trickiest thing that we've had to adapt to and learn around how we, we've been pretty good at it, but mm. as newlyweds, baby on the way, running a new business, remote teaching, start, start the business, no financial security, fuck plenty going on. Hey, fucking yeah, that's Tals a lot. Was, a lot. was yelling at me the other day. She was in the room, lock, doors locked and everything. And I'm out the front, like pretty much in the, in the front room, yelling at me, you're talking too loud. Like, you're kidding. <laughs> I can't even talk in that. Like it's literally, it's so hard. Like when you're both working remotely on, on zoom calls and stuff. And especially when you've got a dog who's fucking psycho and anxious and every little <laughs> fucking noise, he's like, rah, rah, rah. so I think we definitely need a space, Rob. You know, I think we were talking about yeah. this before we click record, but like we definitely need to, we need, need a, yeah. a physical area to go to this, throughout the day. So I yeah. think this is a really important conversation as well. And I just, I love the honesty as well. Cause I think it's, it's very important to talk about like, um, it is really hard to be like, you know, home, w- working at home, relationship, you know, kid on the way, home, business, all those things in one space and there's no, yeah. you know, distance or anything. And like, to be honest, like, so my husband and I, we've been together for 23 years. So it's 23 year anniversary last week. So we, That's crazy. Together, we basically got together when I was born. It's really weird. We, you know, came out of the room. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the leopard stuff, um, weren't you? You're in the Georgia the Jungle. Yeah, yeah, we were at the, the university party. That was it. Um, there you go. But, uh, but and, and most of our relationship, to be honest, has been us with big periods of time apart. So, you know, I'd be touring or Jarvis be overseas doing a documentary or whatever, like a lot of the time we've been separated. And that really worked really well for us. And we actually thought that was probably one of the biggest success uh, reasons for success was that we're actually apart a lot of the year. Um, but last year was really interesting because it was the first time we've been home uh, together as much. And we actually really enjoyed it as well. I think one thing I'll say is that our house, we live on a four-story house so that we actually can get separation. And I do wow. think there's actually a physical separation Four stories? Yeah. Are you the Rapunzel? <laughs> the, the Rapunzel. Boy, co-working space boys. Yeah. yeah, you're hitting the fucking sun. What's going on there? Yes. We have, we have a rooftop. So we want to eat, like someone can sit on the rooftop and just get some space. So Jarvis can be in his office, which is down the bottom. I'm on the second level. And then the living room is like living and dining room is on the third level. So there's lots of different space that you can actually get if you need. And I actually do think that's key. I think it's the fact that we have a lot of different um, levels and space if we need it, or we can just come together and, you know, do what hang out or if we go for a walk with the dogs or whatever so it's really important like all of this stuff is and being able to communicate when you're you know frustrated with each other or you just need some space or whatever that's also really important and also really healthy it's it's totally fine to talk about that stuff like you know you're really oh, fucking annoying me at the moment like <laughs> you know, it's been too much too much yeah it's hard to context switch too when you're in the same room like if you constantly if you're doing like four different things throughout the day like your work you it might be another call and stuff it's hard to when you're sitting in the one room it's hard to figure out where it starts and where it ends you know it's like I don't even know like it's hard to think about what you've done the day before like seriously the last like year and a half feels like 
a blur. Like, I feel like I've just done the same sort of thing, you know, and it's a bit like, I feel like a slug, to be honest. An absolute you know, I feel, blur. Yeah. 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 I feel like a yeah. slug. Yeah, I was, um, I was watching slug. a doc. there was a documentary on ABC last night about just the whole COVID thing. And it, just, it was talking about the whole, like, it went through the whole timeline. And I was like, I don't even remember it. Like, it was just like, no. what is this yeah. documentary on our lives that we lived and I don't remember any of this time? Like, I remember it, but I don't. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Such a weird time to be alive. Yeah. yeah. You, Tam, you, you've had the, you've yeah. had the opposite. Yeah, effect, you've had the huh? opposite. Complete opposite. Yeah. So I guess um, when we first went into lockdown, I was actually because I was supposed to move to LA so I got locked down with two of my best friends that was really funny because it was like it was funny but it wasn't it was like uh you know it was not supposed to be for that long but it ended up being like months that I, I couldn't go to the states so we and we were all locked down together and um it was just very kind of funny being that in your face with two of my best friends who are a married couple and just then being like, oh, no, I definitely shouldn't be in the room while they're having this, this argument about this. or, um, And then just notice that they would, you know, like kind of almost start to bring me in as a, hey, hey, like my best mate, he, he calls me bum. Like that's literally, he calls me bummy. He'll be like, oi, bummy, what do you think about this? Like, and I'm like don't bring me into your marriage, please. I don't, no. Yeah, that's, that's like, tough. You, me and Dupree. Remember that movie, you, me and Dupree? <laughs> So I really started to, to, you know, wonder when I was going to get over to the States. And I thought, okay, look, if I'm going to be stuck in Melbourne lockdown for another couple of months, I need to find my own place. So I found um, just a, a temporary accommodation living with um, a guy who I hadn't met before. So we're going in the middle of lockdown, right? And I'd never met this guy before. Um, he turned out to be a complete legend. Like we got on really well. That's so it was kind good. of funny. I was getting an Uber to his house to go and view the house. And, oh, was I Ubering? Or, yeah, I was in an Uber. And there's a guy at the lights driving next to me. And I had my window down. He kept yelling at me. And I was like looking at him and smiling at him. And it was so funny because he looked and was like, look at me and smile. And I smiled. And he threw a red rose in through the Uber window onto my lap. So when I turned, so I was like, thanks. So when I turned up to view this house, I know it's random. I turned up to view the house, I had a big red rose that I was holding. So it looked like I was bringing it in for all. <laughs> this is not for you, this rose. <laughs> was it the New Zealand bachelor just pulled up next door and go, yeah. you can have a rose, no dramas. Yeah. Huh? I was like, oh, oh this you. year's going to be good. Is that but, the new um, wolf whistle, is it? Just start throwing roses. Right, right. It, was, it was so it was so nice so anyway I turned up there looking like quite a cool dude <laughs> so with my rose um and I thought how's this gonna work going into lockdown two people that don't know each other he wasn't single though so he was um just in a new relationship so he was quite often off at his girlfriend's house during lockdown um but that time on my own as a single person being in lockdown um was hard because I didn't get to see my friends and I, mm. my family was all in New Zealand and um, it's quite, you realize that you really have to draw from your own pool of, you know, what, what you've got inside. Like you don't actually have someone to help get you out of bed or motivate you each day or, um, and so you really learn to, and you know, even with, um, you know, going through trials and tribulations through your life or whatever, the loss of my nephew was there was never more of a poignant time of where you had to draw from your own strength um, to get yourself out of 
bed in the morning to get through the grief because you don't have someone there just to cuddle you. Mm. If you're having a crap day, there's no one there to make you a cup of tea to get you out of bed and get you get you moving. There's no like you literally have to muster that up on a daily basis by yourself. So um, that that was interesting. But I do think that you um, you really do learn to sit with your thoughts and you learn to sit with your ideas and you learn to um, make the most of that time while you're on your own because um, it can change really quickly and you can get into the wrong thing as well which has happened to me in the past where I've been in complete I mean you knew that I eh, Rob when I was in a, the wrong relationship while we were at our other workplace and I was just like oh, this is awful and I couldn't get out of it you know it was just a very strange uh, place to be in. anyway Stop throwing him under the bus. You fucking sucked, huh? (laughs) He did suck. (laughs) Uh, Fuck it. The truth's coming out here, isn't it? Whatever. Oh, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck him. Yeah, if he sucks, he sucks. What do you you know? Yeah. Exactly. And so I think, you know, selecting the right person and partner is completely and utterly. Um, the mo- the biggest decision that you will make because then as you like obviously you go on to either Michelle like you and Jarvis decide whether you're going to create a family or not and like for yourselves you both knew that you weren't going to right that that was a decision you'd oh made we made together. that yeah but like 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 later on we always thought we would probably have kids and we we had talked about names and stuff like when we were younger and because you know we've been together for so long we would just talk about oh you know when we're older we have kids and we're going to call it Jalen or whatever some like basketball type mm-hmm. name um <laughs> we thought off because you know it was obviously going to be like an elite basketballer um but uh <laughs> it's we I guess it just uh it's a really long story actually but there's um there's definitely some weird like pregnancy phobia thing that I have that I've um that I think is probably intergenerational trauma, to be honest, because my dad's my dad's mother actually died in childbirth, and I, I think there's some stuff oh. there. That <laughs> so I didn't actually really go into that later until later on. But anyway, I always had this weird feeling around pregnancy that I couldn't really explain. But regardless, I was kind of like, yeah, I probably have kids later on, and we just kept putting it off and putting it off. And I was like, cool, I don't, they're not really keen on pregnancy anyway. But then, um, yeah, when we made the decision, I was probably about. 38 I think and it was really getting to that point where you know everyone was always just harping on about it because you know I'm getting older and my doctor would ask me about everyone it like kind of every conversation just seemed to revolve around that so we did sit down and and would just like you know I actually think we're fine we we um we didn't feel like it was going to add value to our lives like we didn't feel like we were missing something that we needed to bring a child into our lives um, and that we had seen examples from friends um, and family in that um, it so dramatically changed their lives and also the relationship dynamic that we didn't want to put that at risk. Like we have a really, really amazing relationship, a really mm. solid marriage. And we also love what we do. And, and a lot of what we do um, fulfills us. It really, really, really feel, um feeds our soul like we we love our work so much and for people that don't love their work that's very hard to understand and they're just like you know you can't your life can't be about work and you know and and you know for some people that's true but for us it actually really we just genuinely love it we get up in the morning and we love what we do so 
Um, and someone was going to have to make a really big sacrifice. One of us, you know, at different points of our lives, that was going to dramatically change. And for me at that time, I just started touring. I just started touring internationally. I was away a lot, a lot of the time. And it was my dream to tour. So um, I would have had to completely stop that. And, and the conversation was like, I didn't want to do that. And Jarvis was like, I don't think you should. I don't think you should have to. And I'm okay with you not doing that. So, you know, it was a, a very adult, mature conversation. We, you know, we talked through all of the different options and um, that's, that's where we got to. And we, there's not been a moment where we've regretted our decision. And I would say specifically over the last 18 months, um, absolutely have not regretted the decision. Uh, I think it's been very, very challenging for people with kids. And um, again, not to take away the people that have made that decision, you know, the majority of people are so happy and it's the best thing they've ever done in their lives. And they have so much love for their children. It just, you know, wasn't for us. And, and I think I like talking about it just to give people there's another another option and also just to show two people that are really happy with the decision because I think some people think, oh, you will regret it, you know, what are you going to do later in life? You're going to be sad and miserable and, and alone and, and I just I don't think that's the truth. Um, I have, you know, beautiful friends and community around me. Um, some of my closest friends are actually really young and I've told them they're going to have to look after me when I'm old. So <laughs> um, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to be totally fine. <laughs> I think it's good too. Like um, the fact that society and like the normal way, you know what I mean? Like the pressures of what you're saying, everyone asking you it fucking gets you. And I feel like there's so many it people really out does. there who probably feel the same way as you and, and yeah. Jarvis, he sounds like a really cool dude. You know what I mean? Like it sounds mm. like you guys are fucking very very good together but yeah I just think it's it's hard you know what I mean when everyone's saying bringing it up all the time and it's always constant like that how long did that go on for oh 10 years I mean we got married when I was 29 so from yeah essentially 10 years it was like it dominated the conversation all the time like when are you going when are you having kids and like it also makes you feel as a woman that you don't have any other purpose on, on the planet other to breed. And it's such a weird yeah. feeling like, um, you know, I, I feel like I have so much, you know, other things to give to the world through my art and through my community and through my mentoring and all these other things that I do. Um, and I do, I feel like my maternal side comes out in lots of different ways. So, um, yeah. and people that know me know that about me as well. Like they all call me Mama Mishy. I'm the mother hen. I'm the, you know, I'm the one that's always making sure everybody's okay. So like yeah. it does come out in other ways. So um, yeah, I just, I just like to have these conversations and just show people that there, there is another option. It Obviously it's not for everybody, but just to see a positive kind of role model that is, is taking this path as well, if that makes sense. Well, I love you talk that. About this too. Mm, yeah, I mean, sorry. I mean, you sorry. talk about this as a, as a single person talking about the pressures of people asking you questions and saying things, which I can imagine would be pretty, like not mm. just annoying. It'd be hard, hard, it'd be hard to hear some of those questions. Stop telling yeah. me how to live my life. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, do you know one thing that I, I feel like happens when you you know like you're no longer in your 20s anymore and then all of a sudden what happens like people start to take a bit of a um well for one if you date somebody and they're in the similar age bracket people are like why is he single and he's you know 38 or 37 or 35 like what come on you gotta wonder like, like what's, what's wrong with him or something and I'm going excuse me like I'm single as well like just because there's single people in their 30s it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them and 
you kind of that kind of is like people have this dubious kind of oh what are they what's he doing single like and it's like well no because people can be just you know quite content with how they're living as a single person and bringing someone else into the world is a massive bonus but you don't want to just go and get some kind of you know um half-ass sort of relationship that just feels a bit like oh well they're fun to watch Netflix with on a Sunday like no Mm. like it's about for me I think it's about finding out who you are as an individual and being strong on your own and that this is you know if you've not grown up with your partner you know that you um I chose to leave my 10-year relationship because I knew that I was not really the person that I could be because I was I just felt like I was half a person and that I was frustrated and that I wasn't growing and that I needed to go out and discover that um you know who I really could be and what wanted to be and 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 so going off and doing that was like that's been the most rewarding experience to go through and so therefore Mm. um sure it's you you kind of do want to know like you know what what's going to happen around the corner if you meet someone you have a family whatever though there are some question marks there but I don't like the fact that people kind of um you know even my sister said to me the other day oh do you some she said that lots of people ask her or do you think Tam's gonna like go on her own like have children on, on her own like oh it's getting a bit like I feel a bit like sad like do you think she'll go and do it on her own and it's like are you serious like bite me <laughs> I feel like, it's, like this is again like that whole like that we are not fulfilling this you know this the one thing that we're meant to do on this planet is to breed and if you don't do that mm. then people feel sorry for you like we can't have That's other it. fulfilling things in our life it's just such I think it's a really narrow-minded um opinion and often I think you know people that have children it comes from a place of they genuinely love having children and they kind of don't want you to miss out on that joy. So I think it often comes from a good place, but it's like they also don't know what it's like to live in your shoes and how much you love your life. So they're comparing stuff that they've got no context for. Like there is a freedom and, um, and a joy that comes from not being tied down as well. If you want to travel whenever, or, you know, there's all these other, um, different things that you're able to experience that could just you know leave you as happy and fulfilled but they're just comparing it to their particular situation which I think is kind of a bit unfair yeah well you've got kids everywhere at the moment in your life lot yeah well both both my little sisters are pregnant uh you're having a baby my other friend Yaz and Stu are having babies James just had a baby like there's literally this Christmas is just going to be I'm I'm just looking at babies yeah, I'm do looking at the bank account. Do you get the pressure though, Lockie? Do you get yeah. the pressure? Okay, that's interesting. So you get it as well. Like when's it when's it happening for you, Lockie, and stuff? Because yeah, I always yeah, feel yeah. like as a woman, it gets piled on us, but it's interesting to hear if men get the same type of pressure oh, as well. My mum, my sisters, my whole family are just all over <laughs> me. Like I think they call me every day. When are you gonna when are you gonna um propose to Tales? When are you gonna have kids? When are you gonna I'm like, I'm waiting for everyone to fuck up and I just want to learn, you know, I want to learn from them. <laughs> So I've, I've literally got the notepad out for the next year, I reckon. I'll be around Robbie's just yeah. notes. So I, I do get the pressure, but, like, yeah, it is. It, it's 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 the same combo. I, it's a little bit annoying, but it's more like, oh, well, you know, if it, it's not probably not as bad as what how you girls have copped it. But, yeah, it's there's kids everywhere. So I'm just looking at the bank account going, fuck, there's a lot of presents. So it's going uh, yeah. to be hard, isn't it? 
It's going to be hard. We got, we got to knuckle down, eh? Rob's like, I'm having a kid in November, guys. Like, get to work. Fucking, let's work, huh? It's on Sunday. And he's like, come on, come on. It's 10 o'clock on Sunday. You've got to put some bread on the table, huh? The kid's got to eat. That's so interesting, though, because, like, there's a lot of um, friends that I've had, especially I think specifically men that have gone, like, as soon as their their partner has got pregnant, there's something, there's a biological thing that clicks that says, I need to provide. And it's like, you can't control, like, that's, that's biology. That's like, that's evolution. That's in your DNA. And it's really interesting to hear that that's happening as well, because it's like, you, you can't help that. You know now that there's going to be another mouth to feed. So there's that yeah. whole, like, there's this whole thing. Okay, let's go. Okay, we've got to, we've got to get this business up and running and we've got to start bringing in the money and, you know, because, and yeah, I think that's really good to talk about as well. Like, just know that that's an extra pressure, especially with you guys as a, as a business and know that that's going to be um, something that's going to be driving. Um, that's really important to, to talk about. Well, Em's yeah. been laughing because she's been calling me nothing but a sperm donor. She's like, that's all your job, <laughs> your job is, you know? <laughs> You know, you, you're disappointed because you don't actually do anything. You know, I'm growing this life and oh. your, your job's sort of done. But it's true. Like, I, I do feel like that, like, hunt, you know, the full, what is it? Very tribal. Like, it's tribal. Very tribal, yeah. you know, hunter-gatherer. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'll be able to provide. If that's the only thing, mm. If as a male, my, my job's done. I can't, I've got to come back and wait, but I've got to make sure that everything's going to be okay. And I think that's part, I think about the pressures of us trying to talk about having kids and shit. Like Em lost her mum as a kid. She was only about, I think, 14, 15 when her mum passed away. She had brain cancer. And so she, for her, she's always wanted to have her own kid and be able to be that that figure for someone else that she she misses she misses and has a hole in her life. So for us, it was always a pathway, like talking about kids from really early on from when we were together. And it yeah. sort of just happened that we got, if we, if we, our life had been in a different position, if she had not gone back to uni and we didn't, didn't get married when we did, I'm assume we might've even had kids earlier, but now we're at a point where we tried all of last year, we had some travels most of last year, which was pretty stressful as well. Like trying to figure out when, if it was going to happen, we've just made the decision that we want it. And then it's like, well, fuck, can this, it's not happening. Is it going to happen? Are we, are we, is this going to be all, all good? What happens if we can't have kids? What does it cost mm-hmm. to try and go through IVF? All this sort of shit. And you're like, mm-hmm. Fuck, I, plus the pandemic, plus being newlyweds, crazy. On, it's crazy man, is, for you. This is crazy. Of, yeah. <laughs> so now, like, she's halfway through. She's twenty-one weeks or something like that. It's I put together a cot together on the weekend. Had the Allen key out and the knees on the, on the floor. Together, <laughs> That's unlike you. I'm surprised you didn't hire someone, Rob. Huh? You don't get your hands dirty. No calluses on these bad boys. Your office nerd. These these are keyboard hands. That's for sure. My life and and how it is at the moment. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird. But we've the pressure of talking about kids. My parents had it all all on us for the whole time. Like when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When am I going to be a grandma? When am I going to be a grandma? Like fuck. I can't even afford to pay rent this month. You know, let alone think about having a, yeah. having a kid. Well, imagine, oh. imagine the disappointment of my wog parents not being grandparents. So, yeah. just, if wow. you want to have a little look into my life about the major disappointment Fuck. that I am, um, yeah. Wow. But there's a whole That's... extra layer of wog guilt that is uh, layered on top of all of this. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That's that's a hard out pressure. Do you? I want to know um, from the three of you. I guess so. Not even a gender specific question, but like, um, but Robin Locke, um, have you got some sort of inherent um, 
sort of feeling in your life that you need to be the provider for your partner, like kids aside, is there, you know, is, what's what's your thinking like in that perspective? Is that just something that's inherently in the way that you operate or do you see it as a 50-50 thing? Like, what does that look like? Uh, for me, I'll go because Rob's not, Rob's frozen or something. Nah, I'll, um... <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, he just doesn't me. like emotional. He this doesn't like he, the emotions. He doesn't. He's doing the Homer into the. You wrote me into this one. I'm so deep in it. This is the deepest I've ever spoken. I reckon. <laughs> this is cathartic, Rob. This is good. This is good for you. Oh, it's good. It feels it's like, like therapy. therapy. It's like a therapy yeah. session for me. Yeah, I'm rocking back and forth. Yeah, all up. Um, I think for me, for me, I think I'm pretty lucky because I mean, doing this business and. Me, I never had really a proper career or anything or a pathway. I was working hospitality and stuff. And when I met Tiles, I was just managing, supervising bars. So, um, and she's, she's in uh, real estate. So uh, I, I, I couldn't be the sole provider. You know what I mean? So I had to really rely on, it's a double income to, to get things going. And especially yeah. in times like this, when we're building out a business and living off the bare minimum to get things going and to create a better future for all of us and our community and all that shit. I think yeah. that's the one thing I probably don't tell Tales enough is that I really appreciate and love her for, you know, going to work and having them shit days and, and rocking up and, and doing the hard work and, and providing yeah. for both of us. And that's what I really respect her for that. Shout and out, I know, yeah. Yes. But I think now, but for the future now, it's more like, I really want to fucking smash this out now. You know what I mean? And really, and really, you know, create a good life for not just only me and like, well, I said before, but family and that as well, you know, like yeah. this is mm. just a, this is, we're in a unique position, all of us. And I think we feel that type of pressure as well, you know, cause we've got all yeah. these sort of things happening. We, there's everything's hard when things are shit, it's hard. When things are good, it's hard too, because there's all these different things that you want to make sure you get right. So it's just different mm-hmm. things to have to worry about, I suppose. That's from me, from my perspective. Mm. From Love my that. end, I reckon it's the that sense of providing is hundred percent real. It's, it's in my head, it's like, fuck. I've gone, I'm, I'm going to be a one, we'll be a one income family pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to go back and she's, cause she's can do relief teaching and shit, but how she goes back and I'm not going to push it. Like, Hey, you've had the, ba- you've had the baby. Are you going back to work next week? Or you, know, like, <laughs> it's, it's a, you have been saying that, haven't you? Yeah. I've been, I've been saying, saying that. it's a joke, but I hope she starts work maybe like at least a day or two after giving birth. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give her two days. Give her, I just give her reckon pump days. them out. Just have like three in a row. And then like the hard part's just like a, a chapter, you know what I mean? And then you've got, I reckon you'll have like 10 kids, Rob, I reckon. I hope not. But I think I just think like, <laughs> growing, like providing for a family and being that person, like I've, I've got pretty strong role models in, on both sides of my family that have played that like strong male figure that had helped build life for the better and build families up for the better. And I think that how I would like to play it for my family now that it's going to be growing is 100% I'm going to play that role. That, that's not because it's also by choice, but I've, like like I said, but we're in a really cool opportunity and I've, I've worked hard over my career to, transition from being footy to go to study to go to uni to put myself in a better position that I can create these opportunities for a better life and now yeah. I feel like the pressure's on not not just on like pressure of our opportunity but the pressure on myself to go fucking make something of myself yeah, and yeah. I think that that's where my sort of drive comes from is that I've got not a chip on my shoulder but like I we're not in a position that's really where there's not much stability not much security in what we've got now and that sense of wanting to provide and work harder to create more things is yeah. I don't want much. I just want to be able to have a live a life where we can feel happy and safe and secure. That's not not like out rent, like go buy jet skis and fucking mm-hmm. boats and shit. But That's not, not what you were saying like yesterday. A, not that I wouldn't <laughs> like jet skis and boats. <laughs> you know? Don't we have a uh, order for a well-being's launch? <laughs> <I can laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm the treasurer. <laughs> I would like a jet ski, but you know, it's probably not it's probably not smart. No. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? Um, because I think there's also a flip side there where my ex-husband um was, you know, that was a that was an interesting dynamic between he and I where um yeah I, what what about what about you guys yeah tell it's always really been um 50 50 I think with us from the very start and there's been different there's been differing times where you know depending on work situation one is kind of bringing in more than the other and and um it you know we've leaned on each other at certain times and I think that's really important as well is just to know there will be ups and downs and different I've had so many different career paths and and we had I had a catastrophic business failure at one point which was just like we lost a lot of money and that was like really stressful to go through as well and um but being able to yeah it's, it's always been pretty even in that in that regard in that we're that we're both we both have a very relentless work ethic we work really hard and we love what we do and we're both um you know kind of providing um you know if, for, not the, for the quote unquote family it's out it's us but and the dogs but um but uh you know we it feels like everything we do is very much a unit and we're doing it together um which is really nice it's like a really nice feeling as well so um, yeah yeah that's always, it's always worked really well for us yeah yeah but sometimes yeah. I think though the opposite like I 100% but I, I think about like people like you Tam when I've when when things are fucked for me and I've got that support and help you know, and mm. I'm like, fuck, if someone else was going through that same thing and they didn't have that, it'd be mm. so much harder. You know what I mean? So it's like, hard. fuck, I'm, I feel so thankful sometimes that you got someone to bounce off or at least vent to and bitch things about, you know what I mean? And have that support yeah. and, and encouragement and stuff. Like, I feel like I don't want to ever take that for granted, you know, because that, no. that's so important. I feel I feel for people who might not have that. that but for you, Tam, it might be friends. It might be other family yeah, members and stuff like it's that. Yeah, family and friends, big time. Family and friends and... um. I think, um, yeah, it's it's. Look, you you get this amazing um, freedom to to do what you want and, um, you know, make things happen for yourself in whichever way. You know, if if you've got to go a goal, go and go and do it and go and and so then so there's no ties in a lot of ways. Like I'm probably one of the most carefree people in so many ways because I I don't have any ties right, and that's because I. I did pack up to move to LA. So I kind of, um, and that's really cool. But also at the same time, um, people can be like, oh, she she just drifts around. Like, is she commitment phobe or, and different perceptions or the other perception that people have is, um, oh, you know, you just live the good life and you just breeze around and do what you want. And you're, you know, I can't keep up with you. Like you just, and again, you're killing it. Like, you know, where to next, you know, but you're like, well, that's, I'm making opportunities for myself because I, because that's, I'm, I'm making the most of what I have in my life and what, mm. um, you know, what you can still decide to roll over and not do anything. If you're, if you've got a personality type that, um, you know, maybe isn't as resilient, there are still those things there, but, you know, I mean, even from when I got together with my ex, my, my dad had always said growing up like, Oh, just you don't want to get married into meaningless debt, like like loads and loads of credit card debt or anything like that. Like just be aware that that, that exists. Mm. Like not being, he wasn't being judgy about it. He was just saying, you know, because I was engaged at 21 years old. 
So, mm. you know, when you're 21 and you're engaged, you don't probably really think about, oh, what does a lifetime of marriage look like and a lifetime of responsibility and a lifetime of um, connection and ties and all those sorts of things. So he was just, he just said to me, just watch out. And so when I was dating my ex-husband, I, <laughs> I learned quite early on, he had massive amounts of credit card debt. And I was like, oh no, like what, you know, what's going to happen here? So I put him on a game show. I entered him into a game show. <laughs> this, is, this is a fucking good story. Because I was story. like, well, what can I do to help out without, you know, like I didn't want to disempower him, but also at the same time, I was like, this is a shared problem. Like we're going to be married in next to no time. Like what are we going to do about this meaningless debt? It wasn't a mortgage, you know? So I chucked him on a game show and I did all like writing away why he deserved to win, to get on there and all that. And then we went through a series of like auditions and um, it dwindled down from like thousands and thousands of applicants. Um, and they picked, We after all the auditions and stuff happened, they picked 28 people to go on the show and you got to come along. And so I got to be on the TV show as well. And we brought my sister and, and her husband along as well. And we, we won $18,000, which was massive for us. You know, I was 21, like we won $18,000 and it ended up in our bank account three days before our wedding. <laughs> so, so we were debt free before I married him, which was perfect. <laughs> That's crazy. That's what was the game show? Crazy. Oh. Yeah. It was Deal or No Deal. So it was. No um, way. Wow. Yeah. I can love Deal or No Deal. Oh, me yeah. too. Andrew yeah, O'Keefe, he's gone off the rails now, but he's just. Yeah, yeah, he's gone off the rails. Bro, he's <laughs> lost the plot. Andrew hey, O'Keefe. <laughs> no deal, Andrew O'Keefe. No deal. <laughs> no deal. No, deal, no, deal. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. So you picked the briefcase and won. He, we took, well, he had $20 in his briefcase and there were, he had $18,000 $18, to, to take. So he chose to take the money and then they, then we opened his case and there's $20 in there. So, um, oh, good. Yeah, so he, yeah, it was well played. And in the New Zealand version, you actually had pe- people, sit, your, your family and friends sitting on the couch with you up front and then there was models holding the cases. So it's slightly different to how they play it in Australia. But um, yeah, it was quite a rush. So, you know, from then on, there was, yeah, a bit interesting dynamic there because he wasn't amazing with his money. So there was almost a little bit of like, for my, from my perspective, like problem solving the way through. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like for, you know, for me, I'm like, I, I actually, even though I'm a strong personality, I really respect and like having someone kind of make decisions and be the leader, you know, like um, I'm not, always obsessed with controlling situations and needing to be at the forefront like you know we oh, made I'm, well a, I'm a control CEO. freak I'm, I'm a big control freak <laughs> <laughs> so am I a little bit on certain things yeah. I am I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it and go fuck on actually yeah I need to chill out a bit I'm fine something I'm okay I'm okay you know you do it but then some things I'm like no I need to know everything oh. about this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob, yeah. Rob, what do you reckon, Rob? Do you reckon I'm you're a bit more OCD? Break? I'm getting way yeah. more OCD. Even like lining things up, you know, I'm like I'm packing the groceries. When I do my groceries, I've got to have a certain system that puts them in the bags and shit. I'm off my head. Oh, you make plans oh. to make plans, don't you? Somebody you know? needs to stay sane. Don't all go whack, like seriously. <laughs> yeah, like no, Rob gets like anxiety and then he just like just has a little freak out eh? and then you're just I think like, like also we need to know that we're living through a pandemic so any of the behavior that we're having at the moment might be a little bit out of the normal like my husband's always like because I get really bad anxiety and 
um, doom scrolling and I listen to every scientific epidemiology podcast ever in the history of the world I just it's information overload I need to know it all and uh, Jarvis is always like he's the one that centers me he's like control the controllables Michelle like you can't control any of that what you're talking about right now so just worry about what's in front of you and he just kind of centers me which is really good because I can go out like it's very wild (laughs) he's only gonna think you're out of control when you come downstairs from your four level house in in a lab coat and you and you and your science goggles on (laughs) going all right the virus is out of control I've got, I've got, the, I've got it down pat. Start I've, testing. We figured out a formula. Yeah, yeah. We'll make the virus at home. Don't stress in the bathtub. <laughs> but I think it's hard too, though, Michelle. Like you, when you travel and you've seen so many different countries and stuff, and then you're seeing all this shit happen, you're probably thinking, yeah. like you've been to these places, you've seen yeah. these communities and people. So yeah, obviously yeah. your mind's going to wander there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is actually a really good point. And there's, and I've got friends in those places as well. So like the reality of what's happening in and. The reality of what was happening in Italy and Spain, where a lot of people were just not across it, I was so across it. Really, really, like March last year, like yeah. I was. I'm like, guys, this is fucking serious. Like, and we were all like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. you know, and you know, everyone here was kind of really downplaying it, and I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is really serious. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And again, it's just like I do have this desire it's I guess it's part of how I feel like I'm in control is if I know a lot if I have a lot of knowledge but it actually gets very overwhelming so I do have do to you, kind of pull it do back you sometimes think do you sometimes think like I wish I'd like I'd not smart but I wish I didn't care as much like I sometimes I see people and they just cruise along and they just don't have a care I'm like fuck sometimes I just wish I was like that yeah. you know what I mean just yeah. punch in come home chill out but then it's like fuck that's not me you know, but I feel so jealous of people like that sometimes, you know, where they can just sort of. My brother's very much like that. He would just, he would have no idea like really what's going on at the moment. He just goes to work and he goes home and he's like, oh, fine. (laughs) I just, I'm the exact opposite. I just, and, and, you know, I understand it's probably not that healthy and it has definitely caused anxiety and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think that having a really amazing solid partner that is, um, he really does center me and, um, I was going to say that to you before Tam is like, just that, that person that is like, uh, like I can't really explain to you like how amazing Jarvis has been in my life and what an incredible role model as a man and just inspiring in everything that I do. And um, he's the person that if I'm feeling down can just lift me up again, just with saying something dumb and making me laugh. And so um, it's, You know, when you were saying like just you realised in your marriage that that person, you know, you they weren't completing you. It was quite the opposite. And, and uh, you know, I think that's really brave that you stepped away from that because so many people would have stayed in that for a long time and you would have mm-hmm. become a shell of the person that you could have become. And I think if you are in a marriage, that person actually makes you become a better version of yourself. And if that's any advice that I can give to anybody out there is like, be really picky with those people. Like if, if you are going to be in a, a marriage or a relationship, make sure that person really is your biggest champion. Um, and, and that's that's something that Jarvis is for me. He's like, he's the one that's like tooting my horn the most out of anyone. So um, I think that's Amazing. that's really healthy, you know? Yeah. Mm, I love that. Man, big ups. Big ups to M, Tails and Jarvis. They are... <laughs> 
really incredible partners and um and yeah they're just they're great people and so and, and but the three of you are absolutely great people so it's no wonder that you you know that you have great people as your partners as well so i think that's very cool um uh, anyway. we're all very nice today we're all very nice yeah, Everyone, oh, we? for, them to, for them to put up with us though i think we're all pretty fucking psycho with with how we are as people so it's like it's interesting that like Oh yeah, I want to do life with you. You know, like oh, fuck, I'm, I'm captain of this yeah, season. I ship, say that know? all the time. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know many men that would be like, look at my tour schedule and go, oh, you're just gonna go travel for seven months with a bunch of dudes. Like, okay, off you go. Like, Jarv's like, yeah. Yeah. doesn't question me about it. Doesn't like, he's just like, yeah, cool, off you go. Like, have yeah, fun. See, I, know be- you, I know you love doing yeah. this, so. Yeah. That'd be an issue for a lot of people, wouldn't it? Who don't have yeah. any trust sort of things. Yeah. I yeah, totally fine. know. Like, I know I'm really, really lucky with him. He just doesn't have any, he's um, not jealous in that way at all. And, and you know, it, there's so much trust there. And it's, um, I'm very, very fortunate. I know, which, you know, I shouldn't, shouldn't be lucky to have someone that trusts you, but it just does seem to be kind of a rare thing that, you know, that, because um, people ask, people ask me all the time they're like what does your husband think about you being away I'm like he loves it he's like I've got the house the four level house to myself freedom <laughs> he likes his space, so it's great yeah it's good. yeah yeah oh I love that well people I believe that we have got some work to do <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rob's like Rob's like I've got that many things that I need to provide huh? I need to provide <laughs> CEO's brain is going. Wrap it up, guys. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. He's doing it. You can't see the video, but he's doing. He's doing it. Anyone else the rest of the day? I've I've used up all my weeks deep and meaningfuls in the first hour on a Tuesday. We've drained him. We've drained him. Honestly, like if you cry, oh, if you ever cry to Rob, it's 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 the funniest thing ever. He'll pat you on the head. Does he get gets really awkward? Well, he's like he's empathetic. And he really, really cares and he's and he's empathetic, but he doesn't know how to express that. So you oh. might just get like a, a pat on the head. A pat, like, a little pat. But yeah. like, or like. At least you know right. that's not coming. <laughs> Chin up. That's actually. I just, I, I don't yeah. want to be there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he just gets so awkward, but it it's very, it's very kind because he's, he's a very loyal person and um yeah, and it's, it's okay to melt down in front of in front of both of these dudes, which is, is pretty cool. Not that I really melt down that often. Hey. No, we all melt down every now and then. You know what I mean? Some oh, of that's the, part some... of having your own business, I think, is like, a, you know, a semi-regular meltdown. That's that's very normal, I think. It's healthy. It's, it's healthy. It's it can't healthy. always be. If everything's all good, you're living yeah. in fucking dreamland. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Not everything's good. No, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's, you yeah. guys, you guys, I melt down to you because I don't, I don't have the uh, the boyfriend to go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to use these guys. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I can't wait for you to come back down to Melbourne Tab next year. Yeah, we can all hang out. It'll be so I know. Be great. It's gonna yeah, be you know, when we're not in a lockdown. Um, I'll be 2026, I'm looking at. Um, 2026. Yeah, well, it's looking that way. We'll off-site at the avocado farm as well, so that's happening sometime soon. 100%. Amazing. Oh All right. We should love you and leave you. Um, it has been absolutely great to chat to you, um, really Rob and Lock. Or lob and rock is what people actually call you. <laughs> I'd rather yeah, be called that. rock than lob. <laughs> Someone called you Brad the other day, which I didn't. Yeah, mind. no, they messaged Rob and they're like, "Oh, I really love your podcast with Brad." <laughs> yeah, who the fuck's Brad, man? Huh? Oh, I'm maybe so happy. I was like, "Fuck him." Yeah, That's no so Brad. funny. Rob uh, and Brad. 
Yeah. Oh if you want to come on the podcast, get the fucking names right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I come on the podcast? I'd love to talk to you and Brad. Who the fuck's Brad, mate? Huh? You're oh, so funny. Oh, they, hurt, they hurt a little bit, didn't they? Fans for life. It did. It's like that person's yeah. never coming on ever. <laughs> you're on the yeah, you're on the blacklist. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah blacklist, huh? exactly. <laughs> oh. All right, everyone. All right. Go and do some work. <laughs> thanks for having us. Thanks for having thanks us on your show. Us, 100%. You're thanks for so coming on the show and thanks for introducing us. Thanks for introducing us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the dream team. What, what I think we should do is because these guys are good matchmakers. So yeah. they match made our yeah. us. So they yeah. maybe um, there should be a lob and rock dating service. I reckon hitch for business. What do you reckon? Hitch for business. Yeah. Hitch for business too. relationships. Yes. I like yes. that. Seeing the, 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 the strengths in people and when they work well together. There's a, there's a skill in yeah. that for sure. I think yeah. I'm going to get the Will that. Smith uh, hitch goatee, I reckon, and just start yeah, getting right. the lab coat out and just getting, uh, the, yeah. getting the heart thermometer out. Huh? The I love doctor. Sick. The business love doctor. Exactly. Watch the space. All right, everyone. We'll love you and leave you. Yeah, take it easy. Bye, Thank guys. you so much. See ya. Thanks so much. Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.